Now back to On the Beat with Carl Stutzman on The Heart, 1340 AM and 101.9 FM. And welcome back to On the Beat on The Heart, 1340 AM, 101.9 FM. Carl Stutzman, good to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. So you may remember early this month, we had a chance to catch up with Patrick McGuire over at the Elkhart County Historical Museum. And among the other things that we previewed was a really cool event, a virtual event that they're going to be hosting later today uh, that you can actually catch. And it's all about the Tolson Center. We're going to talk about that in a second, but uh, Patrick informed me just before the interview started that everything's opened back up over there. So, uh, Patrick, welcome onto the show and uh, congrats on making it through the pandemic in one piece. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, we opened uh, last week, so we are happy to say that the museum is back open. Uh, We've been closed. This was our second closing. We closed right before Thanksgiving. So uh, we were at the staff, we were thinking about the year 2020 and we were actually closed for six months out of Mm. the 12, but we are happy to be reopened. So you can come visit us. Um, We're open Tuesday through Saturday, nine to five. And on top of that, if you have, if you're someone who'd been to the museum in the past, uh, as you explained to us earlier this month, you guys have reorganized some things and and changed up some of the exhibits, and you have you have more to show than what you you know previously had. So, I mean, definitely worth another visit. Yes, absolutely. Our biggest change that people notice is our main floor gallery. So, right when you walk in, we have three exhibits that now all work in concert together. And we're calling it the Crossroads of Elkhart County Experience, which interprets the history starting from when people first arrived over 10,000 years ago. uh, And it weaves our history all the way through Native cultures and then the introduction of European cultures. And later, as the United States gets formed in Elkhart County and our most recent exhibit, which... uh, was only open for a few months after we closed the second time. So it opened in September. It's the final piece of those three exhibits, which is called the making a place where we interpret the history from when the railroads arrived in the County in 1851, all the way up until modern day. And we have some really interesting ways of interpreting the history of what's going on today, including uh, the pandemic. It's unbelievable that you guys are able to put all that together in, in such a short period of time and, and to be able to include the pandemic and in all of it, too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's shaped our history. There's there's going to be things about Elkhart County, especially because we have such a, a large manufacturing base that will far outlive the pandemic. That's for sure. That's for certain. Yeah, absolutely. There is a. I mean, just like everyone, there's everyone will have a story about the last 12 months or however long this pandemic is going to last. Um but everyone's going to have a story and all of them are going to be unique. So mm-hmm. we are finding ways to hopefully capture those stories for the future. Uh, and one of those stories and one of the things that have changed is uh, you guys going virtual with as many events as you could possibly do during the pandemic. And again, I highly suggest that anyone that wants to listen to our previous conversation to check out the podcast page because it's all up there. Uh, but today, later on, you are going to be hosting a, a virtual event talking about the Tolson Center. Very appropriate for Black History Month. Uh, something that has just been absolutely vital to the African-American community in Elkhart and and uh, I've signed up for the event. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. The program itself, it's called Our Stories of Elkhart, which is our monthly series, 
where we just tell, and people think they hear stories of Elkhart and they think it's just about the city of Elkhart. It's actually about the entire county, but this month's program, so today's program, and we're repeating it on Friday at 1 p.m. as well. So if you missed tonight's program, you can still sign up uh, and register for the Friday program at 1. We are exploring the history of Herbert and Ruth Tolson, who the Tolson Center is named after. And they were the director and the program director for the predecessor of the Tolson Center, the Booker T. Washington Center, from 1941 to 1956. So can you give us a a little bit of a preview of of their history of the Tolson Center? I mean, I don't want you to give away the the whole program to it, but I mean, I I will admit that I am uh, generally ignorant as to the history of how it came to be and uh, what their legacy is. Yeah, as was I. Um, So first off, I thought like the program, the way the program will run is talking about first giving some context about the uh, Benham West neighborhood, which is uh, largely African-American and how it came to be and how uh, African-American population in the city of Elkhart specifically started to grow during World War I and into the 1920s, part of this larger kind of historical period known as the Great Migration. So we'll lay some context about how the community was formed, um, the segregation and racism and issues surrounding the growth of the African-American population in the city of Elkhart. And then through that kind of understanding what the neighborhood was and the environment of the time, explaining how Herbert and Ruth Tolson, when they came here, uh, because they weren't from Elkhart. Uh, they were both actually born in Can- or born in Missouri. Uh, they met each other and married in Kansas. Before they came here in 1941, they were working in Detroit. Uh, they came here to the end at the leader and led the Booker T. Washington Center and really adopted uh, what, it, what they considered a cradle-to-age philosophy and then a drop-in-anytime practice. And we're going to talk about, the program will talk about how they were able to take those ideals and integrate them into the community and how the community embraced the Booker T. Washington Center and really the Tolsons um, and how the Booker T. Washington Center really became so integral and so ingrained and such a pillar of uh, the neighborhood at the time during that time and how it's even now it's been over now almost 60 years since the Tolsons left the center um, and how their legacy is still remembered fondly. Uh, We have lots of uh, stories in our own collection that people talk about how great the Tolsons were for the community. You know, for as tumultuous of a time as the 1960s were, um, you know, for a good example is we talked with Coach Tom Kurth yesterday, or I should say uh, Coach Tom Kurth on Tuesday for our show. And, um, you know, it, it, it was a difficult time everywhere in the United States. You know, the race issue was something that we certainly weren't spared of, but there appears to have been an Elkhart, just a, a number of exceptional individuals that looked the challenge in the face and met it head on. And the Tolsons were among those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's it's interesting, you know, one of the things in the research that I'll talk about uh, and I'll present at the program is this kind of idea of the very existence of the Booker T. Washington Center that the, um, the Tolsons were leading. You know, why did it exist? And it comes out of, and one of the theories is, 
and it's interesting. One of the theories is, uh, and it may and it stands to reason. And you think you look at the evidence, and this organization and the center, the community center, was established because of the fact that the African American community was not allowed or denied entrance into facilities for the white population. But there's also kind of this other theory that I've seen in some of the sources too. And it's interesting. I never really thought about it, but it was the African-American community kind of insulating itself as well. And both of these theories have uh, lend credence. The evidence lends credence to both theories. So it's an interesting look that they were insulating themselves from the segregation and racism of the larger uh, city of Elkhart and the community as well. So I'm going to be presenting that, and hopefully that's something people will think about and ponder. Yeah, and if you think about it to this day, that community, you know, it it still exists largely in the same sort of, uh, you know, race, socioeconomic um, makeup that it did back then. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I found really interesting is when this popular when the African American population started to grow in Elkhart during the 1920s and they were coming here to work on the railroads and we'll talk about why the railroads and not the other industries in the program as well. Um, when they first started out uh, and you look at the maps on where the African American population were specifically in the city of Elkhart, um, they're spread out in the 19 late 19 teens and the 1920s and the 1930s you see this kind of um, they are the African American community is kind of being you know brought together through a variety of different reasons you know uh, we weren't able to I wasn't able to find any evidence of specific redlining where uh, which basically if you don't know what redlining is it's uh, people denying African-Americans the ability to live in certain areas and restricting where they could live. I, I'm not saying that there is, isn't evidence there, but I'm not saying there is either. I, it's something that I've put kind of, I've underlined in my research to look mm-hmm. further back. But uh, by the end of the 1920s, 97% of the African-American population in Elkhart is living in the West Benham neighborhood. Um, and, uh, and even today, that still holds true. It's not 97%, but the concentration of African-American population in Elkhart is still living in that same uh, kind of area. And to this day, still, the Tolson Center, since it's reopened and has been getting improvements, continues to offer the same sort of, uh, you know, community community feel, community resources, uh, you know, it's a it's a safe haven for a lot of people in that neighborhood. It serves the same purpose now with different through different venues that it did, you know, 70 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's because of the Tolsons. I think the reason is it's called the Tolson Center is because of what they did. There's a really uh, interesting quote that I saw in our oral histories when they said in the research, uh, they said that the churches in this community took care of everybody on Sunday, but then the Tolsons and the Booker T. Washington Center took care of everybody Monday through Saturday. So it just shows how integral and how impactful uh, they were to the community and how the community rallied around the center as well. And like you said, even today, uh, the Tolson Center was. Um, 
there, there was an absence in the community. They, the Tolsons resigned in the 19, mid 1950s and it wouldn't be till 1991 where the Tolson Center, which is there today, opened up. And the fact that there's so many improvements now that the Tolson Center is being reopened and being invested in, uh, that's what really inspired me to do this program and research to who the Tolsons were and what their legacy is. Well, you are the history keeper of our community, and uh, I appreciate that, too. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm a bit of a history nerd, but I, I think that there's a lot of value in that in keeping track of it. So if uh, people are hearing this interview and they want to be able to sign up and catch it today or on Friday, how do they do that? Oh, it's uh, as we said, it's a virtual program, so pre-registration is required. The easiest way to register for the program is to go to the Elkhart County Parks website, um, because the museum is part of the parks at large. Uh, you click on the event calendar page and you'll find either the tonight's program, Thursday night at seven uh, or Friday night or Friday afternoon at 1 PM. Uh, you'll see the information there and you can, there's a simple link that you click on and you fill out a simple form and you'll be send an invite, uh, uh, to the program. Uh, I'm looking forward to being able to watch it tonight as well. Patrick McGuire, Elkhart County Historical Museum. Great to catch up as always. Uh, love your work, love everything you do, and look forward to talking to you again soon. Sir, yeah, thanks for having me, Carl. All right, that's it for us today on The Beat on the Hearts. We'll be able to share all of that information as well on our Facebook page, so check it out there. Until tomorrow, it's a best of. We'll talk to you then on The Beat. You've been listening to On the Beat with Carl Stutzman. Join us again tomorrow from noon to one on The Heart, 1340 AM and 101.9 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.